Being a black girl born in this world, you get the black girl experience. Our experiences are all wrapped differently, but they are all the same reality. The magic behind our mutual reality can offer joint rewarding life lessons. Her Storybook Podcast will explore our connecting stories and start or even continue the healing journey our hearts truly desires. So let's begin this journey by honoring the truth of our past chapters and picking up a pen and paper to write our stories. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Her Storybook Podcast, where we heal from our past chapters and create new ones. But first, we have to revisit those old chapters, learn from them, and then use what we know to recreate our next chapters in life. Today is Easter. I went to church today. But I don't think I'm going back to that church. Um, but today was his Easter Sunday. I did go to church today in my outfit that I wore today. Very cute, very simple. My grandmother actually bought me one of these dresses for my birthday. I was like, girl, why you bought me this dress? Sunday best dress. But you know what came in handy today? I look good today, my little dress. Um, cause I had nothing else to wear cause I'm not gonna buy no other face. The one with the same clothes I had on the other day. Or throw whatever clothes I had in the closet. So, yeah. But it was a, it was, it was okay service. It, it didn't hit the way I thought it was gonna hit. And honestly, because I think they have three, they had three services in one day. And then also because I, they was trying to focus on getting uh, the Passover offering in, people touching the cross. But like sometimes I just really need a good word from church. Please give me a very good word when I come into the church service, okay? I didn't feel like I got that today. And a part of me also is feeling like too. I want to try out a different church. I tried out this church, liked it a little bit, but sometimes like, something in my soul is just like. Mm. So, I think I'm going to try out another church that my friend recommended. So, I probably will try out that church. And then, if that doesn't work, I think I'm going to just go back to the church I went to when I was in high school. Because, but it's just like all the way out west. I live in the south suburbs now. Which, I can't go out there, but like, it's just going to be a lot. But... I do low-key want to go to, I just, just want to find a good church to go to so I can just get the word. I love a good message. I need a good word to carry me out through my life and throughout my week. So I need to go to a church that offers me a good word. And sometimes it's, it was just, I don't know. But I think that's just what life, like sometimes... One thing just doesn't have to work. You can try different things until something works out for you and you find out, well, you know, what works for you. But, of course, you just have to try different things. I tried out this church. I've learned that I just don't think it's going to be the best church for me at this time. So, I'm going to try out a different church and just see how that works out for me. And also, something very, very exciting is happening this week on Friday. I am going to... New York! Yay! <laughs> this is going to be my first time ever going to New York. So yes, I am going to New York this weekend. I'm really excited. This is going to be my first time going to New York. I had an opportunity to go to New York once, 
But that was when all my family members was going. Well, not all of them, but my family was going to New York. But this was like the time I started my internship, so I just didn't go. Because that was the same time it started. But I'm going to New York now. And I missed out on an opportunity to go to New York, but I'm going now. So it's fine. And I should be having a good time. Like, I'm going with my friends, um, my sissies from college. So. We should be having a good old time. We always have good times when we go on trips. And those are kind of like my trip friends, too. Like, we go on trips together. And it's going to be a good time to just, like, be just around good energy, good vibes, you know? And then also, like, one of my friends, I haven't seen her since homecoming. But before that, I hadn't seen her for, like, a year. And then my other friend, um, who was actually from the East Coast, I haven't seen her in probably almost three years now. So I'm really excited to see her. We haven't seen each other since we graduated. We went on our spring, no, our graduation trip, excuse me. So I'm very, very excited to see my friends and just have a good time. I'm going to be out there looking good, feeling good, dancing, having a little drink in my hands. Might meet me a little sure daddy. Who who knows? Just who knows? Who knows? But I just know that I'm going to be having a good time. I'm going to be in New York acting like a tourist. They're seeing the Statue of Liberty. Going a whole little tour. For real, for like a tourist. Not just going out there to go to the parties. No, just experiencing the city. Enjoying the city. Taking it all in. And just having a good time. So I'm really, really excited for that trip. That is self-care too. Cause like, I'm just gonna have time where I get away from life, get away from work, and then also be around great energy, you know, just a great social setting for myself. And it's just gonna be so fun. And then me and my friend already said like, well, he like, when we see each other, we're gonna cry because we're just so extra like that. We just haven't seen each other in so long. So just like, I, I might cry. I might just cry when I see her. So but I'm really excited. Sometimes it kind of seems surreal. But it's happening. I'm going to New York. I've always wanted to visit New York, so I'm really excited to be visiting now. Um, yeah, as an adult, to take it all in. And it should be fun. I already got my bag packed up. I had one dress that came in today because I didn't really buy no new clothes. I'm just going to wear clothes I already had. Um, um, but I bought one new outfit. It was a dress and I tried it on today and I was like, okay. I'm most definitely wearing this dress when I go out to Legos. It's like a little Caribbean, like a Caribbean bar, restaurant. And I'm gonna look good in that dress when I go out that night, okay? Like, as Jamaican daddy gonna wanna get this. Like, that's all I gotta say, that's all I gotta say. So, but if you follow me on my Instagram, you'll be able to see that. Follow me on my Instagram at ravenmarie98. If y'all want to see how I look when I'm out in New York, go ahead and tune in to my Instagram page so you can see this body body. Okay, God bless me. What a nice figure. Okay. Okay, so you can see, you can see it, baby. You can see it on the ground if you want to. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got my bag packed up because I was like, I could not pack my stuff during the week. I realized, I'm like, this is my only time to really pack. So I spent time this weekend pack, packing my things up and my little carry-on because I'm just bringing a carry-on, which I need to pack a little bit better. I just put it in there. I didn't do like my, my thing where I can like work really organize it and I fold and 
tuck it because that's what's going what needs to be done for it to all fit into that bag okay i just put stuff in there i'm just like okay this is not really closing um but if i pack it the way it should be packed and just organized everything will fit in there um don't just throw things into places y'all organize it get it you know organized get it real tucked tight and go about your business okay um so yeah but i have everything packed up i just have to pack up my makeup and jewelry when it just comes down so probably like the day before and i should be good so one thing i've been realizing is that i have this fear towards the word trauma i think of the word trauma and i just think of just sadness grief um fears I just think so much of just negativity when it's attached to the word trauma so much. And I know in my life that I've experienced trauma, um, but it still scares me to say that word and to classify everything that I've, I've experienced as trauma because I just feel like it's such a negative thing. Um, but being truthful with myself, I had to accept like, girl, you experience a little bit of trauma. And I hate now that people kind of talk about like the black community and how we just like talk so much about being, we're going through things, we're sharing too much online. Um, we are, you know, just talking about how, how we just had so traumatic lives. And I just would say like, as black people, before we kind of express things on, you know, as entertainment, on TV, um, on social media, it was that everything was happy, everything was good. And even sometimes, even on television, um, black people were seen as, you know, living in the poor, but making jokes about living in the poor. And that was our getaway. It was just laughing about things. I do love certain shows growing up that just, you know, talked about our relationships with, with each other and stuff like that and how we build communities with each other. And some of those shows kind of include like Living Single. I've been watching that almost every day now. So shows like that was really good. Um, you know, 90s shows in the 90s were really good with that. Um, even shows like, let's see, um, Living Color, Living, Living Color, um, Living Single, Jamie Foxx show. Um, what was it? What's that show called? I want to say College Hill, but it's not College Hill. It is living single so shows like living single girlfriends martin um fresh fresh prince of bel-air just so many other shows even that one show i forget what it's called i feel so bad that i don't remember what the name is but like with whitney and um i don't know but it was like the show when they went to college i don't know why i'm having a brain fart on what that show is but just shows like that did show us in a you know great light. But sometimes it was just so. Other shows where black people were just like growing up, probably like good times and stuff like where black people were just living in project areas, and they show a show with them getting out of the projects, and then show them having all this humorous things going on in their life, like they're just laughing about living in poverty, like oh my god. And of course, like these, those were shows besides like, you know, good times and stuff like that. And it was a good shows. But like, you know, then in the 90s, we had other shows that showed our relationships with each other as black people in our relationships and romance and in friendship and in family showed a great light on that. But even when those shows came out, eventually, you know, those shows went away because, 
yes, y'all, we the black people, we spend our money. So, of and we get ratings for people. So, of course, eventually when they got those ratings, we got booted the fuck out. And now we're just left with, you know, us looking at shows about very traumatic things and, you know, just... Things that doesn't resonate with us a lot of times as it used to when you know, in the nineties when we had great shows that came out. Um, but now a lot of things does not resonate with us. And um yeah, it's, it's, it's a little blow, but it you know, it just happened. But then like now in black entertainment, and now I can see a, there's a very strong strain of people now creating podcasts, creating content around like you know, our personal relationships that we have with people are just like traumatic things that have happened in our lives and kind of going on social media just sharing all our business, you know? And just people have been saying like, y'all are talking a lot about things that, you know, y'all can just be quiet about. But at the same time, some of these things that people say are very problematic and not true. And that's why you should be very careful about what you listen to and get lessons from because Everybody is not a true prophet, okay? Like, you shouldn't listen to everything that everybody has to say. I would say, of course, like, it's great, and it builds your care to li- to listen and go in to listen to certain things and get somebody else's perspective about things. It's like, okay, you think that way. Okay, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I respect that you have that, pers- you know, that perspective about things. But you don't have to take everything that even I say or somebody else say on the internet and apply it to yourself. I think it think it's true um everybody just has their own opinion about things and yeah but I would say besides all that that one thing I can appreciate about the internet now that some people feel like it's doing too much but I just enjoy that people come onto the internet and they're truly being their authentic selves sometimes people can get on the internet because the internet can be fake y'all it can be so fake and people are just laughing like oh i'm just enjoying life i can p- post a picture and i look so good and i'm just happy all the time but that is not the reality of every human's life humans we go through things we're human and we're on earth like we're going to go through things nobody broadcasts all of that on the internet but some people do and it takes a lot of courage to do that. But at the same time, I enjoy seeing things like that because it's a very authentic view of what life is. And sometimes when somebody else kind of shows what they're going through in life, whether that be a hard season in life, um, going through things, grieving, going through a heartbreak, um, learning lessons from what they didn't get as a child and how they have to deal with those stuff now or going through traumatic experiences in their childhood and then having to grow from those things now. Um, it's a perfect view of what life is. And sometimes when I look at things like that, I can relate to it. And I feel that I'm not alone when I'm going through things or I'm not crazy that I'm going through these things because somebody else is going through something similar to me. So I do appreciate people now being very authentic to what life is. And not feeling like I can go through alone, not feeling like I'm going through something alone or I'm just like the only person going through something. Like, as I'm learning as a human being, and sometimes why I can just like calm down sometimes because I'm like, you going through a hard season in life, but there are so many other people that's probably going through a hard season in life just as much as you are. So relax, everything, life is kind of up for everybody in a way. We, everybody in this world is going through something. So 
just relax. But so you're not alone in that. And um, you shouldn't let the fact that you just feel like so many bad things are happening to you or, you know, consume you by just saying like, I'm going through this and I'm going to go through it. But that doesn't mean that this is going to be the only season of my life that I will experience. Like just going through a season of just hardship. No, seasons change. Things get better. And because of your trauma that you experience, this has made you weak in a way. Um, and it has caused you to have scars. But what you experience will not always be to your tomorrow. Things will get better. And I pray that sometimes when I have this podcast and I talk about everything that I've experienced, that it would encourage somebody to know that things will get better. Because I know in my heart, I'm going to get better. And I had to be very clear about that today. Um, I'm going to tear a parable real quick before I really get into my word. But and I was thinking about this parable today because sometimes I would get sad. And I'm going to explain like, my feelings of sadness in this video. But sometimes I would get sad about things. And I would just think to myself like, is everything just going to continue to be bad? Um, am I just still going to go through a lot of hard things in life? Like, it will all be so negative still. And, um, but I always remember this parable that my mother says to me. And even though my mom, get on my nerves, y'all. She didn't taught me a few good things. And, um, and I know I'm in her life as her child to teach her a few things too. But she has put certain things in me, um, that were just great words, um, and she told me this parable recently because I was really going through a lot of things. I'm going to explain that soon. Give me a minute. But I, she told me this parable one day when I was in the car with her. And it was a parable that her grandmother spoke to her when she was a young girl. And she told her about this story of a girl that was in a wheelchair. And her being in a wheelchair as a little girl really just made her feel like the worst like people would see her in a wheelchair and they would laugh at her and she would say I want to die she would literally have people talk about her and when she talk about her being in the wheelchair and once people did that she would say I wish I was dead and then people would just you know point at her look at her or just bully her because she was a little girl in a wheelchair and she just wished every single time that she was dead. She said, I don't want to be here no more because I don't want to experience people treating me this way because I'm a little girl in this wheelchair and I can't get up. And then eventually one day this little girl passed away. And what my mother's grandmother told her was that, you see what happened? She kept wishing that she was dead and eventually she died. But what if she wished that she could walk one day? What if she wished that she could be happy one day? What if she wished she could have peace one day? What if she wished that she wasn't bound to a wheelchair and she could enjoy being a kid and playing around with other kids? And that she could find a friend one day because she felt so alone. Why did she wish for those things? Because if she wished for them so bad, she probably could have had it. But instead, she wished so much to be dead and it happened to her. So when you're going through things, I don't give, I don't care if it's traumatic or what, if, what happened yesterday, but wish for things and have hope for things and pray for things and have faith in things that things will change and it will not always be the same. Because meanwhile, when you're reflecting and thinking on so many things that are so negative that doesn't add value to your life at all, <laughs> you will literally manifest bad things to happen into your life.
No, don't do that. Instead, think about positive things. Um, think about where you want to be at in life. Think about any dreams that you have, because God has blessed us with that, to have vision. So anything that you really envision yourself to have, all good things now, all good things, it can come to pass. But don't sit up there manifesting and thinking on negative things all day long. Think about what you can do. What can possibly happen? Dream about things that don't even exist because what you're supposed to walk by, faith and not by sight. And that's why God has blessed us with the ears so that we can hear. We can see and vision in our minds to create visions and, and, and create imaginations that we can have up if we do not see anything. That's sometimes why our sight is not reflective of what we have in our hearts sometimes um, because you just have to manifest and believe in good things that is more powerful than you ever seeing something in front of you because a person we all come from something now i know some people in life that come from projects and this that and the third but they are, they are not sitting in the same place they were sitting at now than what they were back then so what you see in front of you does not have to be your end um you can have better but that's just what i gotta say right there but yeah, but my mom spoke that over that word over me um, this year. Honestly, this year I was dealing with a lot of things. Um, and one thing I've noticed in my life that I, why I'm experiencing, why I'm experiencing so many things because even though I've had things happen in my life, like I'm part of the problem because I am not changing yet. Okay. I have, I'm scared of this word trauma because I'm a trauma-filled girl. I'm sorry to say to y'all, but I have went through life experiences that affected me in a great way. And like I said before in my last video, it's like people that didn't have as much trauma as me see the world very differently than what I see the world in. Or they don't carry as around much fear. They don't carry around much like that much fear I mean they probably do but like me I just internalize a lot of things that I don't have to internalize um and it kind of just like I guess it's caused by my trauma experiencing um sexual abuse as a little girl so with me sometimes um I'm very scared of things and like how I was a child and I didn't get emotional um and mental support coming out of that experience um for my family in a way I don't want to say they fought, but they fought a little bit um, because I did not have that growing up or my family didn't know how to give that give that to me growing up um, after experiencing that and coming out about it. I didn't get everything that I needed to heal from that moment. I still carried that experience with me as an adult now and has, you know, showed up in so many ways, y'all. Um in so many ways, I really didn't notice that it was showing up at first. And I feel like when I went to college, it showed up a little bit. But, you know, I was in college having fun. So I just didn't think to, you know, really, you know, heal those parts of me. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I think some instances, like, it would just show up. Like, I know I talked about one experience in one episode about me. I beat me being on the library and it's fine me coming up to me and trying to talk to me because he was fine okay and he came up to me trying to talk to me and I self-sabotaged the whole thing and I was so scared of this man coming up and talking to me and I never told this 
part of the story afterwards but I remember I, I contact my mom I think I just text her I don't know if I called I think I just text her and I was like mom like this guy came up to me he was trying to you know talk to me and, and I was just like I just messed it up mom like I saw her I was like I just got really scared I ran away from him and I just don't know why I did that like I didn't understand why I was acting that way and then she just told me like you're just you know you're just scared but I'm like why am I scared to interact with a man when I wanted a boyfriend I'm cute um you know it's that time for me to mingle and stuff why am I so scared to have a man approach me and it's because of that trauma I had as a little girl with experiencing um, what I experienced, that I was had this fear of a man approaching me and also a fear of being in a relationship with a man. So I just experience with just love in general. I feel like sometimes I don't open myself up enough to people, um, even though I don't have to be open with everybody, but it's just hard for me to build connections with people sometimes or just like let myself be in the presence of somebody else and just enjoy myself and just be myself I just have a hard time doing that with people because I'm just on my on edge all the time like can I trust this person can I am I safe enough to open up to this person um yeah or I just feel like I'm just a hot mess like why would you want me and sadly these thoughts come in my mind <laughs> and uh yeah and I just started noticing this as I'm getting older and inter interacting with more people on um interacting with more people and then even like I had my roommate in college and sometimes we'll get into issues with each other um yeah like we'll get into it and it wasn't like no big issue ever a lot of some a lot of things were just miscommunication and you know this is my girl to the end I love her but like sometimes I would stop talking to her and that was what I used to do when I was a child. Like, if something bothered me or somebody did something to me and I did, I felt like even if I talked about it, like, nobody was going to tell me sorry or just sit down and just basically talk to me about the situation. Like, I didn't have that growing up. It was just like, if something happened, you were a child, like, get over it, this, that, and third. I didn't have those abilities to know how to come certain people with issues that I had and how to carry out that communication with each other to resolve anything or ever felt like I was free enough to express how I feel with certain people if they hurt me or if they disappointed me I never had that experience before but so since I didn't have that and I didn't have that um you know that that skill when I went to college and me and my friend had issues I would just do the same thing I did when I was really young and I would just you know stop talking to her I didn't do it intentionally to like make her mad, but I just felt like, you know what? We got issues right now, so I'm just not gonna say nothing to her. But I'm so happy that my God placed me in a life with that type of person because every time I had an issue and I wanna talk to her, she would get so upset, y'all. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was a lot of times where I just really broke this girl heart because I would not say nothing to her. And every single time that happens, she'll eventually she'll pull me to the side like, Kennedy, I don't like how you're not talking to me. And she'll be sitting up there crying. And I started crying. She was like, Kennedy, because I don't do that. In my family, we talk about things and we don't do that, Kennedy. So you need to tell me when you're upset and this, that, and the third. And then we'll just have a whole conversation about things and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of settle it um, or just kind of like know what to do next but like I had to have her literally push me out of talking about certain things or why I was upset because I didn't know how to do that um 
So I'm happy like I made a I made a friend that pushed me into having conversations like that because I didn't know how to do that. And even sometimes like now, like when I'm living and I'm just like going out in the world, sometimes I question myself. Sometimes am I safe? But I realized like that was my inner child talking like she's very fearful about being around people. Am I safe? Am I safe to talk? Am I safe to share what happened to me and my safe to interact with these people and sometimes I just have to remind her like girl yeah you're safe it's okay now it's not you're not back you're not there anymore like you're here now you're an adult now you're a grown woman now and you're okay and it's okay like you're not stuck in that one place but how trauma is trauma is literally stored in your body and I started reading this book too and I'm learning more about how trauma affects the body especially if you don't heal it um it's called the body keeps score um so dealing with how the mind the body and the soul keeps track will keep score of trauma that's a book I bought I don't know where it's at right now but I bought that book and um I'll leave the book down in the description box so that you can you know go over and click on it and listen to it but yeah so I bought that book recently and I've been learning how the body keeps score of trauma and sometimes people don't really know that their body you know has trauma stored in it but like with me how I reacted in certain relationships or interactions with a guy or with my friend um and those times I could tell when that trauma is still stored in my body but also I can tell because like if certain events happen if I'm in a certain setting if I'm talking to certain people like I something can probably like even just trigger a traumatic response for me and um yeah and I also like after my dad passed away I experienced you know while I was at my internship like I experienced so many things that triggered my trauma and at the time, I just didn't know what was going on with me. Like, I knew I was sad all the time. I was crying all the time. My body just felt like it was changing. I was very emotional. I was very much so emotionally eating. Girl and gained all her, her pounds back that she lost. Um, I was just, my body was just going through a lot of changes. And even at one point, I just like, I'm going through so many changes right now in my body. I just have to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor and I was just telling her like I just I just feel really sad I feel really tired I feel just really just worn down like I just don't know why I'm, I'm over here feeling like I'm binge eating sometimes I feel like I'm just sitting in the bed I'm just crying all the time so I went to my doctor I was like it just seems like my body odor is off too like everything is just off with my body my body is going through a whole shutdown right now I do not know what's going on Living with the doctor, just almost crying in the doctor's office with her. Because I'm just like, I just don't know what's going on with my body. And then I'm talking to my doctor. And then she's just like, do you feel like you're depressed? <laughs> I'm so like, I just like, you know, I'm kind of scared to say this, but I do feel like it's a little depression. I do, I do feel like I'm a, I'm a little depressed right now. It's the girl. So. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you know, I do, I do, I do feel like that. And I feel like I am like just over emotionally eating sometimes. Like I'm not even hungry and I'm just eating. So um, she was just like, well, like, do you go to therapy? And I said, yeah, I used to go to therapy. Then I stopped going because of certain reasons. And then um, 
I'm talking about my diet and stuff. We just talked about all this stuff. You know, she's suggesting that I go back to therapy, suggesting that I do a meal plan. And then she's like, do you ever consider taking medicine? I'm like, hold on. now i kind of got me a little scared because i feel like when you take medicine dealing with certain things i'm just like um i know i'm a little emotionally imbalanced right now but i don't really know if i should be taking medicine because when i think about medicine i'm just like that's a no especially in the black community like you're taking medicine like you you are you know how people think about you so I was just like, hmm. But then like, she noticed that I was getting a little tense. Um, but she was just like, you know, you don't have to take the medicine. But it is a, 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 a still psychiatric medicine, but it's not an antidepressant. It's a suppressant. And it was to help you with your food cravings. Usually a lot of people that are heavy smokers take this medicine so they can stop smoking. So it helps them with that. Um, and then also, it, so it kind of brings down food cravings a little bit. And then she also said that I would usually suggest this medicine to people who suffer from seasonal depression. And it was a little winter time, around that time when this happened. So she was like, maybe you had a little seasonal depression. It's not like a major depression or anything like that, but maybe it's a seasonal depression. And usually I prescribe medicine to people who have seasonal depression. And I give them this medicine. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But she was like, you don't have to take it if you don't want to. Um, even if you're taking the medicine, I would still encourage you to still continue go go back to therapy, get on a meal plan, do things that you know make you happy, um, that puts you in a better spirit. Meanwhile, you're taking this medicine. It doesn't have to be a, a long term thing. But um, if you're this depressed and this is all this is going on, I would suggest it. And then also telling me, because also when I was telling her that I was experiencing depression, I also talked about how I felt like I was having suicidal thoughts. And I expressed this on one of my episodes before, but I just felt like I was sometimes sitting in my room crying in just places. And I just felt like I didn't want to be here no more. And so um, just like, I don't, I don't want you to have those thoughts. I would suggest, you know, the medicine. So I'm just like, okay. And then I was just like thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I want to take the medicine because I felt like at the time, like I have to do my own research on the medicine before I take it. So I told her I agreed. I said, yeah, I'll take the medicine. And um, yeah, but knowing I don't, I'm not, just, I'm going to get the medicine, put the prescription in. I might or might not pick it up, but you can put it in. So she put the prescription in for me. And she was just like, you know, we will check up. I'll check up on you. We'll do like a video call just to check up on you, see how everything is working out. I was like, okay, girl. Okay, girl. So she put the medicine in for me. And um, I remember like afterwards, I kind of felt like not the best because I was just like, I'm thinking about taking medicine. Like this is going too far. But I'm like, at this point, what you going to do? Like you either going to sit up here be sad, have suicidal thoughts, have all these thoughts, be depressed, or you can just get help. Um, so I'm just thinking to myself, like, just go get the help, you know, that you need. And, um, yeah. So I remember after that moment, um, after I, right after I got to the doctor's office, my mom took me there. I got in the car with my mom. And I try to feel like my mom is just like a safe space for me to be in. But not all the time is she she's that for me, sadly. But um, when I got in the car and I was just telling my mom about 
how the doctor suggested taking medicine because of this and that reason. And I just also was telling her this. I want to get her opinion on it, but she wasn't really saying much to me. She was just like, okay. And I felt like, okay, she's just saying, okay, because like she's being supportive. But she just really, she didn't really say much to me. But I shared that with my mom. And I'm telling you this part of the story because I got something to say about it. But I shared that with her. So then I know like a few days were passed. And I'm like, oh, I picked, and I picked up my medicine. And I thought, you know, I did a little bit of research on it. And, you know, I looked up what it you know, said the medicine was for. And it was true. Like the medicine was usually is treated on people who have, you know, eating disorders or people that are heavy smokers. Um, and also it's for seasonal depression. And so... And usually it's supposed to make you more excited. So you're not down. You're just more excited. So I was just like, okay. I, you know, I want to try out the medicine. And I can just try it out for a short time. See if it works for me. If it doesn't work for me, get off of it. Don't be on it. Um, if you don't need to be. But I was just like, I'm going to just try it out. So I know my mom was going out one day. And I just asked her, can you like, you know, pick up my medicine or whatever. So she did. And then when she came back though. She, she confused because she was going to the store she was going to the pharmacy anyways to pick up her medicine so but when she got back and she brought both of our medicines back um she mixed up her medicine with my medicine and then when i i discovered that my mother was taking the same um medicine that i was taking for my you know my mood for my depression so i seen it and you know what I'm not in no place to judge nobody. I'm not even judging myself because I'm like, okay, we need it. But I'm just like, when I thought to myself when I seen it was that I'm telling my mom about what I was going through and how I went to the doctor and how she prescribed these pills to me. My mama never expressed to me that, oh, she was taking the same thing and she was in the same boat. She never expressed that to me. Um, yeah, she never expressed that to me. So I was just in my mouth. I was like, why she, why she didn't do that? But she, she didn't tell that to me. She didn't express that to me. And um, yeah, she didn't, she didn't express that to me. Um, yeah, but I just, you know, I'm just like, girl, you know, shit, we in the same boat. So kind of got over it. I just like, you know, it is what it is. And I was like, oh, she was like, oh, I gave you the wrong thing. And then she brought my medicine in. And then, um, I don't really know if she knew if I saw it, but I'm pretty sure she knew I saw it. But she, you know, she didn't really say nothing much, much to it. So I was just like, okay. And then, um, yeah. But I kind of, I just still noted that my mom didn't tell me that. But, I, you know, I just went up past it because I'm like, maybe she just don't want to talk about it. I was, I freely talked to her about it, but she just didn't talk to me about it. But just keep this all in mind. And then few probably weeks go past and it was like one of our cousin's birthday and since sometimes i'm really like being that social with people especially my family because they be getting on my my last nerves i i don't always go out with my family or be around them that much so but i was like you know what can you be social and one thing my my closer family tries to tell me is like these are your cousins these are your family like be open with them go out with them and just that and the third and i'm just like girl please like i was a child growing up and my cousins was trying well these not like my first kids but my second cousin stuff was trying to bully me like i just didn't know what the fuck was wrong with them like something wrong with y'all and i was just like mm, okay i had a good time with some of y'all but like some of y'all really was trying to try me and i really didn't know for what reason but of course, I am the cutest cousin, so 
they was like, just had to go by my mom because my mom was like, I don't really want to go if you don't want to come with me because I need somebody to come back. Well, I want somebody to come back with me when I drive back home because we live out south now, but my we we from the west side, so it was like all the way in the west side was gonna go out. So I was like, okay, I'm going with you. But also, I was still self-conscious because one of the, like I said before, one of the uh, things I experienced with having so much stress on my body and dealing with my trauma is a body odor that I was talking about with my body odor. And I've been, I don't want to say I have PTSD because my friends say, don't say those things because, you know, you speak certain things over you. I would just say I'm very cautious now about going outside and stuff because people was talking about me. Okay. I'm a cute girl, and they be like, oh, you got a little body odor, like, ugh. It took us like the stream was trying to bully me, basically, and just talk about me. And, um, yeah, for a long time, I was, that was part of my depression, too, because I was like, I can't go outside and be around people because I have a little body odor. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I, I handled my body odor now um, with certain products. But, so, I don't got a body odor, now, body odor now, but I'm still very cautious about going outside and being around people because I did have body odor before and people were talking about me. And I experienced that and it hurt a lot. So, I don't like being around people that much. And I do have a feeling that, like, I'm viral somewhere or I'm known somewhere for being, like, a little stinky girl. People be like, you're just reaching too far with that assumption. But I think it's true because sometimes I go outside and I literally have people talking about me. Like, they know me from somewhere. So, yeah, I just, I'm very cautious now. Very cautious now because of what I've experienced with my body odor. And people talking about me. So, even with my family, I'm be very cautious because I don't know if they know this stuff, you know? So, um, yeah. So, then I, I was like, okay, I'll go out with you because you seem like you just want to go out so much. It's out to our cousin party, so I'm going to go with you. So I ended up going with her. And I remember like being there, I was just trying to talk to some of my family members and ask them about my odor. Like, do y'all think I have a little odor? And I'm asking these questions because like, I want to be around family and ask them these questions. Not thinking that they're going to judge me or anything, but I just want to ask them certain things just because I just want to know if, um, do y'all smell something? It's better to ask your family, do you smell a little something on me than asking a stranger? So I asked them, like, do you smell? And they're like, girl, no, like, this that third. And I was trying to tell my, even with my one cousin, I was telling her about my whole experience having a little body odor and going to the gym. And how people was talking about me. And she was like, I thought, well, you just need to find you a new gym. And this, that, and the third. And I was like, yeah, I agree. She was like, don't be just dwelling on it. Because, like, just find you another gym to go to. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I, just, I can find another gym to go to. But I was like, I, but I did have a little body odor though. I was like, do you smell me right now? She was like, no, you don't smell nothing. I don't smell nothing. I was like, but I did have. I was like, oh, that's okay. I said, well, that's good. And I said, but I did have like a little body odor before. And then um, and I was like, it was my mama's right there too. While I was talking to my cousin, and I was like, cause didn't I tell you I had a little body odor this time the third? And then my mama gonna sit up here and like I ain't never saw this and gonna sit there and say like, no, I never told you you had a body odor. Sister girl, I literally came to you and talk about how I had a body odor. I dealt with this stuff. I've been crying about it. All this stuff to you. And you have even told me, because sometimes I think my mom was just trying, she was just telling me no, like she didn't smell nothing. But I'm like, why you don't sit there and tell me you smell me? Because you, my mama, let me know before I go out the door if I'm smelling some type of way because people are mean. Tell me something. I can't obviously smell myself. So you need to tell me. Sister girl ain't say nothing. She, she was just letting me go out the door, smelling some type of way. Like, 
who does that? Um, but she didn't tell me nothing. Then one day she was like, when I started using certain products that I was using to, you know, help my odor and stuff and just started eating a little better, she was just like, oh, I don't smell anything anymore. So you were smelling something before and you just didn't tell me? Note it. Just note it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just note it. And, um, but when I, when I was bringing up the story to, to in front of people, she was making it seem as if I was making the story up. I'm just like, I've been dealing with a low body odor for a long time. And what I'm experiencing right now, where people don't want to sit next to me or people complaining about my body odor and me going to gym and stuff like, I did not make that situation up. And I've been telling people I had a low body odor. Even told my friend I had a low body odor before it got to this extreme. And people knew. But making me seem as if I'm, I'm making this up. So I was just like, why is she, why is she, why is she doing that? Um... And then her friend was like, I don't know, but y'all kind of scared me because you saying one thing, she's saying another thing. And I was just like, she was like, I was, I was scaring her. So I'm just like, hmm, why am I scaring you when I'm telling the truth about what I've experienced, you know? So then um, that happened. And I know my godmom came in and I was talking to her for a little bit. And I said, I asked her something about me having a smell. And she was like, no, nah, girl, you don't smell like them. And then, but when I was talking to her, like my mom was once again sitting right there in my conversation. And then she was like, Kennedy, be quiet. And I'm like, why is she telling me to be quiet? Like she's just being overly aggressive. And then I was just like, why do I have to be quiet? Like making a scene in front of like all our family members. And I was just like, why do I have to be quiet? This, that, and third. I try to continue to talk to my godmom because I'm like, who, who mom? I don't think she gets on me like just to be quiet. Like, I'm just I'm having a conversation with somebody. You don't have to be in the conversation, but I'm just having a conversation with her. So then, he and my mom was like, you, you, could talk, you could talk to me about anything. You know, I'm your godmom. I'm like, this, that, and third. My mom was like, be quiet, this, that, and third. Just be quiet, Kennedy. Like, just getting mad at me because I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody. And then, that's when. Like I was, I was turning my head, and my my, my grandma was like, uh, "Something going on." This, that, and the third, and then, yeah, my mom was, and then put my head, my corner of my eye, I could see my mama doing stuff. Cause I was turning this way, but I could still see her like over here, and she was just like, "Yeah," and pointed at me, and then pointed at herself, and did like this, as if I was crazy. And I was like, at first, I was taken back when she did that, cause I was like, "Why did you just do that to me?" And then. I was like, did you, I said, when I asked her too, I said, what did you just do with your hand? She was like, I did nothing, this, that, and third. Like, she didn't do nothing. And then I was just like, something happened. And I, I think I tried to talk to my godmom again about something, because at this point she was getting, to my, getting on my last nerves. And I just couldn't believe what she just did. And then she was like, Kennedy, don't you take medicine? I lied, I lied in front of everybody. She's like, Kennedy... Don't you take medicine? Don't you take pills? I said, what are you talking about? And at this point, because I'm just like, what are you trying to get get out here? She's like, don't you take medicine? Don't you take pills? I said, what are you talking about? I said, I do take some pills. And it was like, because I'm taking one pills for my my body odor, not so her. You know, I take. I was like, yeah, I take my my internal deodorant pills that I take. But what you talking about? She's like, don't you take medicine, Kennedy? You know. And I was like, you know what? I said, no, I don't. 
and just tried to like get over the conversation. And at that point, I just kind of shut down. And people kept telling me like, "Oh, can you ready to go back to Atlanta?" I'm like, "Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I want to go back there because like my mom, I don't really know what just why you just did that. Why you just went off the the rim and just kind of disclosed that information that I shared with you." But then. Cause like, I just feel like when I was going through that and depression and choosing to take medicine, that was kind of like a sacred thing I decided to share with my mom. And for her to get that information about me, to talk about me and spread that around like that and make it appear as if I was crazy was beyond me. And you know, I've been feeling like a certain way towards my mom for a while based off of certain situations. But I was like, that right there just told me a lot of things of how my mother feels about me for whatever reason that she has, you know, about me whatever feeling she has towards me that she would sit up there and disclose information like that about me and to make it appear as if I was crazy I wasn't in my right mind and this that and the third now I would say I've been doing out here doing reckless things you know and then also like my mom I'm pretty sure it was a person that made up a rumor that I was sleeping around with an old ass man when I wasn't yeah so I, I was I was I noted that and at, at that time when she did that I was just kind of kind of just kind of zoned out for a minute and just shut out because I was just like why did my mom do that to me you know why would she try to air me out like that why did she try to make me appear as if I was crazy why did she did all that just because I was you know she knew one information about me and that was that I took medicine and that how she could just easily just share that with other people blew my mind because I feel like with my mom we should just have a very sacred relationship with each other where I got you and you got me but I've been learning like this is not the relationship that I share with my mother and I would say that that moment in life when that happened those are one of the moments in my life that are part of my heartbreak like my mom did that she literally she broke my heart a few times before but that moment right there was like a significant moment that I probably always remember that her doing that broke me a little bit inside and I was so heartbroken by her doing that afterwards I remember I was just crying about it feeling like I was literally gonna have a breakdown <laughs> well I did have a little bit of a breakdown I had to call my counselor even when we wasn't it was our meeting it was no day close to our session I just had to call her emergency call her real quick and talk about that because I was just like and then I talked to my friend about it too and I just broke down because I was just like my own mother would say that about me. She would think that way about me. Um, she would treat me like that or make it appear to my family as if I was crazy. Um, so that, that broke my heart a little bit. And then even just like with stuff that we're already dealing with in my family, like I've been learning how my mother views me and how she loves me. And um, I want sometimes to have a relationship with my mother where it's like, you know, a great motherly relationship with her, but I've been learning slowly but surely that it, just, it probably would never be that. And I would just have to love her at the place that she loves me. But yeah, that, that moment right there broke my heart um, a little bit. And um, I also learned in that moment, even just like it's disclosing that I took medicine for depression, that um, even speaking over your family that you and a black family that you have depression, that you're taking medicine for it, you're going to therapy for it. Um, so many things, people will look at you and think you are crazy for deciding to do those things in a black family. And um, I was just thinking to myself, like, why is that viewed as such a negative thing? And like, I know when I first heard the word medicine, I was a little 
taking it back about it because I was just like, I don't know if I want to take medicine, you know, or do all that. Like, I'm going to therapy. I'm doing things that are, are making me happy a little bit. But taking medicine is just kind of like to the extreme of what I'm doing. Um, like just having a lot of fears around that or just having perceptions of it is that like, oh, you're a crazy person if you take medicine. And, um, yeah, so it was a lot of negative views around that. But then when my, it was exposed to my family that I was taking medicine, those views came back up, but they were painting me out to be a crazy person. And I'm just like, I know I'm not crazy. I've experienced trauma in my life that has affected me and made me show up in ways that are very weird to people um, or dysfunctional with people, as people would say. But it probably was a little dysfunctional because I, I experienced trauma. But one thing about me, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm crazy or, you know, like that. But I was just like looking at it. And I told myself, is it better to go to therapy, take medicine for a short time, compared to what my family does to cope with things that they have dealt with that are very traumatic based. I've seen people in my family become drug addicts, taking drugs, be at places bent over, sleeping, standing up. Um, I see my family literally be alcoholics. They're drunks, literally alcoholic drunks, sitting there drunk off their asses. Um, instead of expressing how they feel, they're sad and they're drinking or they're indulging in just weed and just heavy smokers like I witness or being like just people on drugs and still and stuff I see y'all do this and I know that y'all don't do it just for fun you're doing it because you're hurting some way in some form so should I sit up here and go to therapy and get medicine and talk to my doctor about what I'm going through or should I cope the way that you all cope I think it's better to do what I'm doing and if I look crazy in the eyes of anybody I don't care but then I understand now that in a black family going to actually get help for yourself looks crazy instead of just doing what everybody else does and um at that time I was really broken down from that moment because it was just like people were looking at me as if I was just out of it and my mother was even pushing that idea that I was just out of it and um that really bothered me and um yeah that just really bothered me but I was stressed y'all it's better to cope with things in a healthy way than coping with it in an unhealthy way as what other black people would do I for one second coping with your feelings on drugs and on alcohol and with doing horrible behaviors that doesn't add on to your life and it destruction actually it causes destruction in your life and causes you just to deal with things and get a high for a certain second but then you have to revisit that high every single time when you get in a place where you're in a low place it's much is worse it's not healthy for you it doesn't do anything for you it keeps you in the same motion of staying stuck in what you have experienced i rather sit up here you all should sit up here and go to therapy and talk about what you have gone through to literally vent about those things to literally get medicine and treat yourself if you having if you're having literally emotional and mental battles sometimes with yourself i think it's more important to sit up there and do these things than to sit up here and to cope in unhealthy ways and 
I don't really care if nobody thinks I'm crazy. Like, at least I'm helping myself. And that's when I was talking to my cousin about it because I had to, you know, I've been sitting about it with my friends, but I had to sit there and talk to my cousin about it. And she was just like, if family's treating you like that, if anybody treating you like that, you know, forget them. Forget family. Forget anybody else because you're helping. You're literally helping yourself. And I saw her that too. I said, I'd rather sit up here, do what I have to do, take whatever medicine, um, to get over having suicidal thoughts than to sit up there and have them and then uncope in unhealthy ways. Because when I first lost my dad and I was over here just experiencing all I was experiencing, I sit up here and lost my rigidity, sit up here smoking a lot and just having moments where I smoke when I don't even smoke by that, just smoking by myself. I'm usually a, a social smoker and I'm over here smoking by myself. It's just like, it was getting really sad and a little depressed over here. Sometimes I just go get a bottle of wine and drink it in one day. Like I was just out here being bad, okay? And I was not dealing with things that I was dealing with in a healthy, in a healthy way. So I don't care what nobody has to say. And you shouldn't care what nobody has to say either. Like going to get mental Help is okay. It is perfectly fine. It's what needs to be done instead of you sitting up here coping with things in an unhealthy way. So please go to therapy and know that when you experience something that has traumatized you, yes, it will literally traumatize you and make you show up in the world in the most unhealthiest way. You will not be your best self. You will literally have scars that are still open because you pick at it every single day. Let the fucking wound fucking heal. And, um, Yes, you will still have scars, but at the same time, after you experience that trauma and you have to sit up there and let it heal and you work on it and you literally just help yourself and become a stronger person and push yourself to be a stronger person, things will get better. Things will not get better if you don't like, allow yourself to heal, if you don't allow yourself to heal in the healthiest way by building community of people that will help you, by literally finding resources that will help you, by retraining your mind on things and letting yourself let go of what you have experienced. You will never be better, ever. So, yeah, I was just like, girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. Even my therapist is like, girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. It ain't nothing wrong with getting help. It's nothing wrong with that. People staying stuck in the same place, that's a problem. You doing things to better yourself is, you know, is what's needed. Um, and for me, if I go through that journey just alone, I'm fine with that. Because one thing about me, I feel like for me, and I'm explaining this to my mom, but some of the things that I experienced with my trauma, I can definitely look at my family and say that it wasn't a generational curse. Um, because there has been people in my family that have experienced sexual assault. Like if I experienced it. Um, and my mother is one of those people. And so that's why sometimes I can give her a lot of grace. But sometimes I feel like with my mom, and I was talking to this my best friend, I love my mom. Um, my love for her wouldn't change, but I definitely know in our relationship it's not the relationship that I really want. And sometimes I get very sad about that too, and I grieve that. Um, that's why I was saying I was grieving a lot of things. I was not only grieving my dad, I was grieving the relationship with my mother at the time. But I got father wounds and mother wounds. It's just messed up. I got all types of wounds, okay? Um, broken little girl. Just a broken little girl. But, you know, I'm killing her. Um, but... I feel like sometimes with my mom, when she looks at me, she doesn't like that I give myself so much love. Like she likes that or she likes when I 
you know, love her. But at the same time, when I give that love to myself and that grace to myself and I, you know, install a lot of things in myself, I feel like my mother looks at me and feels like as if she could have did those things. Or she's like very envious of me. Um, And that shows sometimes, you know, shows up in our relationships with each other, which I feel from her. Like sometimes I can literally sit there and say to myself, and I told my cousin this before, I just feel like uh, my mom loves me. And I feel like I, I know I love her, but I feel like she does not like me. And she was just like, you that mad about it? She said, you don't like people sometimes. And it's sometimes where you don't like her. And I was like, you know, she's telling the truth. And she was like, same things back and forth. Sometimes your mom is not going to like you. And I was just like, yeah. She was just like, sometimes, because it was like one time I was really breaking down too. And she was just like, you just have to accept the relationship that you have with your mom and how she treats you. And don't let yourself, don't beat yourself up for it or just get so sad about it. Because at the time when I was talking to her, this is like way back, I was literally having a whole breakdown on the phone with her crying, yelling, just so upset. I don't know what my mom did at the time, but she did something. And I was just so upset. And it just like, every time my mom do something to me, sometimes I just get knocked up because I'm just like, that's not our relationship. Our relationship should not be like that. You should not treat me like that. But she does it anyways. And I just get heartbroken by it every single time. But she was just like, you need to let that go and let the relationship be what it is and accept how she's treating you because it's messing you up to, to think about how she's treating you. And um, sometimes she just ain't going to like you. And you don't. I can't just pinpoint every reason why she may not, but sometimes she just won't like me. I just have to accept what our relationship is and really understand that it won't be the relationship that I want it to be. It won't be the open opening it won't be the open nurturing loving relationship that I want with my mom I won't have that story I won't have that sometimes and sometimes I get really sad thinking about that because I'm just like I see sometimes with my friends they seem like they have a great relationship with their mom and then sometimes I think about me my relationship with my mom and it's not that and it makes me a little sad and I, I cry about it sometimes but I'm just like it is what it is um in that relationship that I have with my mom like we still love each other we'll still show up for each other in certain ways but i just understand that my mama does not like me all the time um she has had moments where she's treating me horrible and i probably had moments because she treated me horrible and i treated her horrible it just is what it is um but i just have to accept my mother for what she is um and sometimes i talk to my cousin about this but i also sometimes like sometimes i want my mom to show up for me emotionally um, I want her to be to care for me be loving towards me sometimes um, and then you know she says some one thing that's just like my mom she's been through all she, she's been through and she's been in and out of therapy when she was younger and stuff like that so she can't give you something that she does not know how to give herself and I had to like just let myself sit with that and understand that um is that my mother cannot give me all the things to be loving to me or giving me emotional support and mental support when my mother never received that for her own self so a lot of things with my mom I have to extend a lot of grace with my mom because she never received it herself um and I think sometimes with me I've tried with my mom because I even told her once before like Last week, like, do you want to go to therapy, family therapy with each other to work out a few things? And um, 
she was kind of complaining about it and trying to distract me from the conversation about what I just asked her. And then I got, I, I dealt with a relationship with mom for so long that I could see her ways now. So instead of just her just like coping over it, getting sad over it when she kind of basically wasn't full on support about doing the whole thing, I was just like, okay, um, I kind of get what your answer is right now. Basically, so let me kind of like know or just not right now. Um, so I just took that answer and I just was just like, okay. Okay, not right now. And I didn't, because sometimes I, stuff like that, I go to mom and ask her for certain things. She'll say, no, I used to go up seven. It's like, this doesn't mean that she won't do it right now. I mean, this doesn't mean that she would never do it, but it just probably just means she won't do it right now. And she's just not ready for that. And I have to just be understanding to that and be like, you know, I'll just hope for in the future that we can go to therapy one day and talk about anything, any issues that we have. But right now, it's probably just not that time. Um, and I just have to let it be what it is. I can't force people to do anything that they don't want to do. I just have to be, you know, give them time to do it. So me and my mom's relationship will, you know, either be good one day, it won't be good, but I, whatever it is right now, I just have to accept what it is. And then also with my relationship now, even though I can give my mother grace, I just have to be set up boundaries on what I want our relationships to look like, or even just envision for my own self what our relationship will look like based off you know, everything that I've experienced with my mom. So I wrote a, a few things down that are like our vision for our relationships. Like I know I can't share everything with her because she'll tell my business quick, fast, and in a hurry. Or she even make up a story about what my business is. Like child, I just won't do that. I even told myself like I will limit my time that I will spend with her because sometimes I feel like well, I spend a long time with her. Then she'll just start doing things that just bother me. Um, and she knows that she's bothering me or just saying certain things. So I just have to be very limited on the time, the amount of time that I spend with my mom. And just, it's just boundaries now um, and not boundaries. So I do have, so, so I still have a relationship with my mom, but it is a very restricted relationship with, relationship with her because her having full access to me doesn't seem like it's fair to me because she hurts me. Um, so... I enjoy that relationship more with her than just, you know, being open with her and being disappointed all the time. So, but that was just for me to do. And, um, yeah, and I just had to accept my mother for what, who and what she is, you know, in our relationship. Some of y'all probably experiencing toxic mothers in relationships too. And, and you just gotta love your mama for what, you know, who she is and at the place that she's at. I understand that sometimes, parents and how they treat you they cannot give you something that they literally never had and it's just not it's not even like a being angry thing anymore it's just like simply simply under just simply understanding that it just won't be this picture perfect thing that you want it to be um but hey you just gotta accept the things for your own emotional and mental well-being so that's what I had to do during that time. But, yeah. But sometimes it just still makes me sad that I couldn't walk through a lot of things that I feel, you know, with my mom, with her. Because whatever feeling she got towards me. Um, but, yeah. So, I went through all that recently. And, um, yeah. And it hurt a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. And I just feel like taking care of your your mental well-being and just your being overall 
from experiencing trauma is needed. Don't ever think that it's a bad thing because it's not a bad thing or it's a scary thing or it's a problematic thing because it's problematic thing because it's not. You should be able to take care of yourself. Um, if it makes you go down a journey alone, go through it. I would definitely suggest it because it's worth it. And sometimes with me, like I care so much to continue to do these things, to continue to reading about my mental health, continue to read and, you know, put pouring knowledge to myself, go to therapy, do things that make me happy, go down this self-love journey with myself because I just honestly know that what I'm doing is literally probably breaking a generational curse in my family because, like, I know maybe one day I'm going to be a mama. I just think I'm going to be a mama one day. That's just what I know. And if I'm a parent one day to my child, I want to be able to give my child the emotional, the mental, the physical, the, you know, loving support that my child needs that probably I didn't receive. And you know what? With a parent thing, you're not going to say I'm going to try to give my things to my, these things to my child. Maybe one day my child grow up and be like, Mama, you did not give me this and I needed it. And I'm just going to be like, well, baby, I want to be able to be like... You know, instead of just being like, no, I, I parent you the best I could, this, that, and third. I want to understand and have a build a loving relationship with my child to be like, well, I'm sorry I wasn't able to, you know, be truthfully and say, I'm sorry I wasn't able to give you certain things. But what can I do now to make sure we can further build our relationships? Like that stuff to me is important to me. Like I don't need to get my kids every little physical thing or every piece of money I got, but giving them love and giving them emotional and mental support is going to be what's, what's going to be great for them because they need it. And I didn't necessarily have that. And look how I am. Just, just a little broken girl. Just a little broken girl sometimes. And um, <coughs> I just want to be just like a best parent I can be and just... Even if I'm not nobody mama, if I just run into little girls or I'm able to teach somebody through this podcast a certain thing, I'd rather be able to offer these lessons to them instead of just being the lesson that I, the toxic and dysfunctional <laughs> things that my family taught me. Like, no, take care of yourself. So, yeah, but dealing with depression is a real thing and also i want to say like it's really good if you're really going through a lot of things where you're experiencing trauma so read the book that i mentioned before which was the the body keeps score dealing with how the mind the body just told you know experiences trauma something like that y'all should really um get into that book and read it because it kind of breaks down how your body reacts to trauma um that's probably why i was having a body odor because my digestive system was off. I had stress in my body, making me have a body odor. I was literally being depressed. I was literally crying all the time, having body aches and stuff. Read the books to understand that those are actually response to trauma being stored up in your body. And then also learning that also that medicine is okay with dealing with trauma and healing from that. Um, just because people that sometimes experience trauma can go through depression but also experience that trauma and love me being unhealed for a long time can cause bipolar schizophrenia bipolar schizophrenia and it just cause so many other things um and sometimes when all these things happen to people and they have these mental disorders it most likely stems from 
some type of trauma and it also can be just inherited trauma you know the path pathology that you get from the person before you and they can just pass on to another person so it's better for me to heal it so my child won't grow up and be over there severely depressed like I've been depressed um and then also I can heal from my depression so it's just really good to you know actually you know take medicine and then medicine is something where it treats you long term for mental disorders but you know it's like a psychiatric medicine that can just help along the way but of course fully healing for trauma still requires other things it still requires you to find things that you enjoy that put you in a better place it still requires you to go to therapy and think about what you have been through and it's also trying to find ways to not just you know Re re relieve yourself by talking about your trauma because sometimes people can get really addicted to the feeling of like oh I just talk about my trauma all the time and me venting about it is the only time I feel happy like no you have to actually find other things that make you happy whether that's connecting with other people um, whether that is you know doing activity that you love like you have to find enjoyment outside of you know just getting excitement or what's that hormone called dopamine dopamine from you know reliving what you experienced before because that can actually happen so the books talks about all these things and then even with taking medicine i would definitely say still research the medicine that you're gonna take because like i did because there's certain medicine because in the black community with people the first thing they want to do especially if you don't like medicare or anything like that the first thing they want to do is just put us on medicine they don't offer or tell you other resources that you can do alongside of taking medicine, which is like going to therapy, um, working out, you know, so you can build up happy hormones in you. They don't suggest these things. They just put us on medicine as black people. Do not just go on medicine. You need to be on medicine and also doing things to add on to your life and be happy. Um, eating better, working out, going to therapy. You need to do all those things while you're taking medicine now. Because a lot of times with psychiatric medicine... Um, it can just, even though it makes you better, but sometimes it can make you feel very sluggish. It can um, decrease your imagination, your vision, your dreams. It can make you not really be that active or makes you not you know, enjoy the things that you used to enjoy. So you're not having enough energy to do it. So I would definitely say as black people, do not just like throw yourself into taking medicine and also research what type of medicine they're putting you on before you just take it um and don't solely depend on medicine as black people when your doctor suggests medicine to you and they just throw medicine to you without telling you other things that you can do outside of taking medicine i would just find me a new doctor and i would also be very cautious on taking that medicine have a person just prescribe you that medicine because you all know what type of medicine they're putting you on so yeah be very cautious and also if you're a black person i'm all suggestions to go to a black doctor my doctor was white but she works with a lot of black people and she how me and her talk to each other it just seemed like she was very understanding to me um so yeah and she i questioned her a lot and she answered every question for me so um i trust my mama my, my little white doctor but if you feel like your doctor is not really caring about your health, I would definitely suggest looking into getting a black doctor, um, especially as a woman, especially dealing with your your body, 
you know, doing your thing, your daily, your annual checks up. Gynecologists go to a butt gynecologist because they're more willing to even just look at your body. I'm always going to advocate for a black doctor, but the doctors that I have are both white women, but they both have seen to my body and definitely everything I wanted to have done, I advocated for, they did it. So, yeah, I would definitely advocate for that. So please take care of yourself. And also other things you can do is like meditating, breathing exercises, which I do a lot of. Um, just doing activities that you really love. But yeah, that's that's what I have to say with dealing with, you know, depression. The best thing I can say with dealing with depression and what I experiencing is being very gentle with yourself during that time. Because when I had the whole experience happen with my mom, like, I ain't recorded an episode in a while just because I just had to let myself go through that and just be sad a little bit because it, it literally did break my heart um, a little bit. Um, but you know what? Heartbreaks are needed sometimes because it builds character, sadly. Like, I've been through, going through a lot in life and I'm just like, well, at least I built strength from it. It hurt a little bit, but me actually building a new perspective of what I've done through um because the trauma just it traumatizes you it don't really do nothing for you but you know changing your going over having time go past and building up a new perspective and you know healing yourself it definitely makes you stronger wiser um more motivated so still hurts you still look at your scars and be like Damn, I went through that. But you know, like Beyonce said, I love my scars because I love what they made. I love who I am. And I love, like, people can look at me and be like, girl, you are so smart. You are going to be somebody one day. People be saying this, saying this about me sometimes. But it's all because of what, I, what, I, what I've gone through. I went through a lot. <laughs> but... We're all going through a lot. We're human beings, and every human being on this earth is going through a lot. So you are not alone when you're going through something. It's just not you on this earth going through something. Everybody is going through something. And instead of being stuck in what you go through, baby, get up and fight for another day to make a life that you really will enjoy one day. Like I know for me, depression will leave one day. So I'm happy about that. And... Yeah, that's what I want to share with y'all today. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I guess that's everything I had to share. I'm about to go out here and eat some food real quick. But I hope y'all enjoy, you know, y'all week. And I hope that you will take dealing with any type of health problems seriously. That's like you have physical injuries, your mind and your mental space can have injuries as well. So heal it is how you heal any other place of your body um and take care of yourselves and if anybody has any negative opinions about them about them like my therapist always tell me measure people's opinion of you don't just take anybody's opinion and apply it to yourself and think it's true because it's not true all the time you need to literally look at people and measure whatever statements they have to say to you whatever beliefs they have measure it Especially when it deals concerning with you in your life, measure it. I can look at my family, and be like telling me I'm I'm crazy, baby. You over here, uh, alcoholic, 
an alcoholic. So why would I ever listen to your opinion? Would you cope with drinking alcohol? I just, I just uh, measure it every single time, baby. Measure it every single time. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go now. <laughs> but it was amazing just checking in with y'all and just giving y'all these calm words. And I hope that it makes you feel not alone and it makes you feel courage enough to tell, go take care of yourself, baby. Um, and that's part of self-care too. Just taking care of yourself and your physical and mental well-being. So, yes. And I pray that this word helps somebody. Because sometimes I need a good word in my own day to to make me feel, you know, just carry me home. To make another song go, I feel like going home. No more cloudy days. They're all gone away. Yeah, I know that song, but like one on. Um, that's what I, that's what I need some days. I ain't gonna lie. So I feel hope my words made y'all feel like going on and not giving up on yourself because I want y'all to be here soon. So yeah, but yeah, just hope you guys enjoyed this. I'll see y'all later and check out my Instagram to see how I look on my New York trip because I'm going to be that girl during that time. I'm having a good old time. Okay? I need the break. I need it. I need it. Ugh, I need it. But okay, y'all. I'm good now. Bye.